0: for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. It is Tuesday, August 30th. Wrapping up that last summer month. Looking forward to fall and football. 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 Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mama Mama said, I shouldn't play foosball. Oh, you should always play football. Always.
1: Good choice. I'm actually looking to get a little pickup
0: game going. That's... You know, Tyler, you and I have been playing some tennis. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we need to get a pickup football game. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, okay with that. A little two-hand touch or what? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't well, know that, if I trust Tyler in two-hand touch. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that I could take Tyler even if he tried to tackle <laughs> me. So. That is, of course, Tyler Walgie that we're talking to. What's happening? He is uh, filling in today. Uh, I got I to gotta do it on air. I got to give him some crap <laughs> about it. Nick Soper this morning. So we normally record our shows. Again, I said it's Tuesday. We normally record... Four o'clock, five o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Nick today at uh, what, like nine a.m. goes, "Hey guys, can we do two? Can we do two o'clock?" Like, "No, nah, no, nah, we got work. You know, we can't do that." All right, I can't make it, guys. I'm going to see. <laughs> well, no, no, well, well, you don't even give the full picture. <laughs> he <laughs> said, "Okay," and then proceeds to wait until about two <laughs> o'clock, about maybe about noon, noonish, right? One o'clock, like he waits a few hours here. Alright guys, so I'm actually gonna be going to San Diego, I just decided, so, uh. You know, Wouldn't it be I, nice? That's <laughs> the key, the wait. He didn't just say, like, okay, never mind, I can't go then. He waited and
1: then decided, like, three hours before. I, I like the last-minute vacation, though. I'm it's a fan that, of yeah. the last-minute vacation, i, I gotta think got I
0: think Connor's just envious. He's just I am. a little <laughs> pissed <Yeah>. off <laughs> he's not out there taking a vacation. No, that's so, it. See, yeah, when you have kids, you know, you can't just I skip town when you want to. Pick up. Mean, yes. Yeah, I, yeah I, I just went on vacation myself, and I have to say, uh, I don't know how parents do with kids on vacation. I just see every family, and it looks miserable you're just (laughs) constantly trying to rein them in keep them from doing stuff they're not supposed to you don't get to enjoy your vacation at all yourself so it's a different vacation yeah it's still a good vacation it's your child's vacation vacation. you are the babysitter that was brought along Uh, oh you know i I wouldn't call a parent a babysitter like i take offense to the i actually have a (laughs) problem with parents that call it babysitting it's like uh no you're a parent that is not babysitting. That is an entirely different scenario. Yeah, yeah this is the why mindset's uncle's <laughs> babysit, okay? Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Soaps is out today. Tyler's joining us today. In, of I'm course, in I am Jared All. Connor camp to my left. We're going to have fun without him. We don't need Nick around It's here. weird over here, though. I, I, I needed nice.
1: to all his area. I don't trust him. Yeah, mm. I, I know. Lysol. See, Tyler
0: and I, and, and obviously we're not doing any video today, so the audience doesn't get to see this, but Tyler's usually in, in Connor's seat. He's usually host with, with any of his other yeah. shows. So uh, he gets to be play a unique role for Red Rock Sports as the, uh, the, the pinch hitter, the backup uh, producer for us. So yeah, luckily we can go. count on him. Let's I appreciate go. Let's go. it. Let's go. Okay, getting going on NFL. The preseason is officially over, and all the cuts have come through. Have you guys, first of all, it just, like, final cuts were made. Just a few hours ago. It's 5.30 right now, Mountain Time. It was, I think, 2.30 Mountain Time is when the final cuts so. are made. Yeah. Have you guys got a chance to look at the full list of, of players? I didn't look cut. at the full list. I definitely saw some of the big names. So, Okay, anyone stand out to you? Any moves? Uh, I mean, Not just the cuts, because yeah, there were some other moves as well. Well, I mean, Mike Purcell, obviously, is a, a bit of a shocker, although I've been hearing and reading that they are planning to bring Mike Purcell back, the... Uh, uh, nose tackle for the Broncos, they're, they're going to bring him back apparently after they can put Oja Moody on like short-term IL, right. I believe. So that was a little surprising. Uh, Natani Moody, that one is actually probably the biggest shocker to me. Uh, the guard, who many thought could be the starting guard for the Broncos this year, uh, did not come to pass and he is gone. So I, I, those are the two big ones to me. Uh, obviously, I was on this show last week saying that I felt that uh, Johnson should be the backup quarterback rather than Brett Rippon, but the Broncos and uh, George Payton thought differently. Looking so, forward to the future. He could be a long-term you know, backup. That's what I think. They're oh, and then they, that uh, the trade. That was a... Uh, yeah, so that's the big that's one. That's probably and pretty and crazy. I honestly, <laughs> myself, have not seen the details of this trade, but outside linebacker Malik Reed was traded to the Steelers. He's a guy that's on an expiring contract. Uh, That shocked me, to be honest with you. I thought he was going to play a real solid role. I thought he was a guy that if Bradley Chubb doesn't step up this year yeah. and perform. If Randy Gregory can't be healthy this year, I actually thought Malik Reed was a guy they may turn to and look to as a potential starter, a guy you re-sign oh. next year. So really su- surprising for me that they get rid of him. Does anyone know what the details were uh, on it? I, I don't know the specific pick, but I, I believe I read it was late round draft compensation. Uh, ah.
1: seventh round. Uh, Malik Reed in a seventh round pick. So that's what the Broncos sent. I'm reading right here. Pittsburgh has traded a 2023 sixth round pick. Wow! So literally, like nothing.
0: Like wow. they, they gave him away. I, I guess the first thing this speaks to in my mind, what this says, is that they really, really like what they have with Baron Browning. Sure. Uh, and he's you played you know, well through the preseason. He has played man. well I through think he the has preseason. That. Uh, you know, for those you know who might not have followed the preseason, I don't blame you. Preseason sucks. We've all <laughs> been there talking about it. Oh, did I did I just disconnect myself? I did. Oh, oh, Sorry. Ooh. Whoa, we're back. Oh, no, we're we're back. We're back. <laughs> uh, no, but he, so he switched from interior linebacker to the edge, and they tried to make him into a pass rusher. He's looked really good. I think that's what this really means is that they are very confident in Baron Browning being that uh, you know that other edge rush guy. But it still surprises me because. This is the modern-day NFL. We've said it. Many people have said it. You're not a genius if you say it. You can't have too many pass rushers, Especially right? when your two I starters mean, are guys that have spent a majority of yeah. their NFL careers injured. It's shocking uh, to I, me. I don't... I, hey, I'm going to... Believe in, you know, trust the organization, right? And George Payton's made a lot of really good moves. This one makes no sense to me. I don't get this at all. I think he would have played a key backup role. He may be your number two, or excuse me, your number three, your number four edge rusher for you for this team. He's a guy that I think would get significant snaps. And I just don't know if a guy like Nick Benito, who's probably the next in line, is ready to take on those Kind of snaps and those rolls, so I I don't like this move. Does it tank them? Does it? Does it absolutely kill them? No, but But it's just a weird move. What's a head scratcher? And and I don't get it. It was like two and a half million. They saved against the cap. They're not up against the cap, so I I just don't get it. And 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 I I I, I, it's a numbers game. I get it, but doesn't make sense to me. No, it's a head scratcher. And you know, obviously, we are not. professional scouts and and putting value on players but it definitely surprises me that that is the market for him like yeah like uh, yeah, you're but he's telling an me expiring a expiring guy you're yeah, telling up. me a swap of a 6th and a 7th that's so, the best you could get well, right now so, so what s- i'm reading
1: here and this this is an article saying why was the trade happening uh this this uh, paragraph says uh, effectively, that means Reed was worth the difference between his sixth and seventh round pick. That doesn't sound like much on the surface, but as a backup with just one year of the contract control, uh, with, with just one year of contract control, who was on the roster bubble, the Broncos couldn't expect much more. Denver also saves 2.4 million dollars of cap space. By trading Reed.
0: Okay, but so, much more? So, they the, the, could have expected some more, though, but right? Here's I mean, what I'll hey. say for the
1: Steelers. You're, <laughs> if You're the Steelers, okay, you're you're almost kind of in a lose
0: lose situation here if you give up too much for him, right? If you give up any decent draft pick, say you give up a third or a fourth round draft pick, right? Now, if you don't oh, re sign him, yeah. you just give up a mid round draft pick for a guy that was a backup for you. He's not he's not projected to start for them. If if he does play really well and justifies that mid-round draft pick, well, now you have to pay him to keep him, and he just probably priced himself out for you. So for them, it's a one-year rental. They get at next to nothing for a guy that can be a contributor, and if they have a star to go down, can't step into a starting role. So well, it makes sense it, in that. It in seems that interesting that the Steelers would be the ones in the market for a player like this, right? Like, it just seems on the surface, and obviously I'm not privy to these talks, but it seems on the surface that the teams that would really – Maybe fork out a little bit more than the Steelers are a team that's like going for it this year. And they need that little piece, that little piece of mind, right? Just another piece to the puzzle, add a little depth to their edge rushing. And they're going for it. And they don't really care about next year necessarily. They're just trying not- to. And, and so I, I felt like for a team like that. You're not a Kenny Pickett guy, huh? Not a, <laughs> a two glove Kenny, huh? No, the Steelers are not going to be good this year. I do not believe it at all. Uh, so it surprises me that it was only that compensation for it it surprises me that the broncos didn't value him more than that and it surprises me that another team that's in contention maybe a you know with just a little bit of depth needed for the edge rusher didn't pay a little more I, it's all surprising it's a head scratcher all the way around i don't I don't well, get it. But hey, was made by people. This who is why smarter than George right? Payton makes the big bucks, I guess, right? So, a couple of the big other books, surprise no uh, <laughs> moves for me, surprise guys that I saw that I didn't expect to see on this list. Kendall Hinton is a guy that. It seemed like he had a very diverse role for the the Broncos. He did get cut, so uh, that one surprises me. Uh, I I think especially when you look at they released a few other receivers, Uh, I get that they're pretty loaded at the wide receiver position, but some injuries. I mean, we saw Kendall Hinton making his way onto the the playing field last year. Does that mean Brandon Johnson then made it? Brandon Johnson. I see, as far as receivers, I see Seth Williams. These are all guys that got cut. That got cut. Darius Shepard. Uh, So, yeah, he yeah. made it probably, yeah. right? He looks so, I mean, like I guess did. that's, that's oh, what that no, means. Nope, I'm sorry. Brandon Johnson placed on injured reserve with an ankle. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, I don't have the details here, but let me see if I click one thing, if that takes me somewhere. uh, I, I don't understand computers, folks. I, I don't know how it works here. Uh, <laughs> well, so they have. Do th- th- you place on injured reserve, ruling him out for the entire 2022 season? This is per Broncos wire at USA. Ruling him out for what? The entire 2022 season. Oh, wow. Really? Brandon Johnson done for the year. This huh? is from John Heath, Broncos Wire. Mm. John Heath, if you're uh, barking up the wrong tree over here, we're going we're going to <laughs> we're gonna come after you. We're going to come after you. I guess that means that they they think that Montreal Washington is going to be more than just a punt returner. Like a, a, inter- maybe not initially, but they at least see the potential in him playing some sort of role as a wide receiver because if you're just having him as a punt returner, I don't see how you I don't see how you cut Kendall Hinton, right? Right, because correct me if I'm wrong, but Kendall Hinton, Kendall Hinton was also doing some returning for the, for the Broncos. He brings a little bit of that dynamic to the field as well. Yeah, as I think receiving. I think they were going for Washington as their return man. I think that was pretty clear from the the preseason, and obviously they drafted him. That's where they that's what they wanted when they drafted Washington. So uh, it doesn't surprise me, I guess, but it does surprise me a little bit with Tim Patrick going down. Yes, that because I didn't. I didn't see that they thought of Washington as a guy that can contribute this year as a wide receiver, right? I thought they were going to keep him around as like a special teams guy, punt returner, kick well, returner, and, I mean, and maybe a fifth wide receiver, Let's right? also pump the brakes on his contributions as a receiver. I mean, what is he going to be, the, the fifth or the sixth receiver? Well, what what, what do they got? They got uh, Jerry Judy and, and Corlin, Corlin Sutton and KJ Hamler. Hamler. And then
1: that so, fourth, so we're Jaylen talking... Jalen Virgil, Tyree Cleveland... Oh, they kept, did they keep Tyree Cleveland? Yes, they did. Yeah, he did. yeah they kept yeah. six receivers. Oh, okay.
0: Okay, so they kept te- they kept uh, Cleveland and but Virgil. I mean,
1: if the order listed, which it should mean something on this depth chart, means anything, Montreal Washington's the fourth.
0: Right. Well, I think okay. he would be around the fourth right. Interesting. on that list. So, so then to your point, then it is telling where they think he could be offensively. Yeah, they, they must think them. that he is uh, he is it. He's got,
1: he has got he's the total package. So two of the six receivers have Washington and Cleveland in the names. Oh. So obviously they like, like receivers with c- cities. Uh, locations is yeah. the last name, yeah. Yeah, b- very good. Isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, you
0: know, fascinating. And maybe there's a
1: Sutton. I bet there's like a Sutton, like Massachusetts or something out there. There, there might be. I, I don't know about is. Massachusetts, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That sounds like more of a Texas city. I, I don't know. That just seems like something from Texas. <laughs> uh, another name that surprised <laughs> yeah, me a Sutton little, little bit. Sutton County. Texas. Okay, <laughs> maybe that's exists. why I know that. I was like, <laughs> I've probably seen that before. <laughs> Some recruiting. Exactly or just pick the biggest state, and you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, watch. There's probably something in California. There's probably a Sutton, California, too. Another name that did kind of surprise me a little bit. Not so much because he hasn't been on the hot seat, but played really well in the last preseason. That's McTelvin Ajeem or a game or however the heck you pronounce it. I think it's it. We no longer have to worry about it because he's not on that the team anymore. Here, so I so break he my he cut, but he had two strip sacks uh, in, in this last game. And I get one preseason game does not make you a great football player. Yeah. But a guy that seemed like he was maybe coming on through camp.
1: Was uh, he the, an L.A. Kind of, draft
0: pick? He not sure. may have been. I think he was the last year mm. of LA, By the way. Maybe I, producer I, Tyler can check what yeah, year Producer he Tyler's
1: back, by the way. I've been gone for a little bit of this segment, but uh, uh, I do have a, my first contribution right now, strip sack. I have a couple rule propositions, okay? okay. I think when you get a strip sack, <laughs> uh, uh, the quarterback should actually have to strip. No, like, like, I don't like, agree. Do like
0: uh, like uh, when you're golfing, if you
1: don't hit it past the ladies', ladies tee. Exactly. Go. Something similar draws. to that. All right. Now, uh, I have another actually serious rule. This is this would rule would change sports forever. And I'm sorry, I'm just I'm just pretty much getting here. Hello, everyone. Um, should I save this for the end of the show? Yeah, stay tuned. It's a little tease, right? A little Mike and Mike. Stay tuned into <laughs> the show. I've got a rule that will revolutionize sports. Don't forget uh, to remind me to bring it up. All right. So anyway, okay. Last name, then I will put out hey, there. And what am I
0: looking up, Connor? What do you want me to look up? Um, McTelvin Ajim. When he was drafted. Okay.
1: Game draft.
0: I'm just curious if it's an L.A. draft because obviously when a guy gets cut, uh, it doesn't speak well to the uh, yeah, quality of that drafted drafted 2020. Exactly. 2020. So that would have been an L.A. draft, right? Yeah, my math's not good. I'll trust to take your word for it. Uh, the last name I'll put out there that uh, I, I think is a little bit of a surprise based on his performance last year is uh, Puncher. Sam Martin, yeah. uh, the Broncos approached him about taking a pay cut.
1: He statistically, I read, refused. he's the best Broncos punter of all time.
0: <laughs> sure, and uh, he like was he yards. was top, you know, quarter of the league at least, if not top five guys in the league for their net yards last year in the yeah. NFL. Uh, played really well, so a little bit of a surprise to you know, again, a little bit of a money saving tactic. Uh, I don't know, maybe they're saving this money for somebody. Who knows? Yeah. Well, yeah. I I don't know. By the way, I did just check. El- Elway stepped down after the 2020 season. So I actually think that would be uh, not an LA pick, right? Cause, Cause, if he was drafted no, in 2020, you get drafted in April. Oh, April. Yeah. So that'd yeah, be so. so it is, yeah. It was Elway's LA's last draft, leaving. right yeah. there. There you okay, go. Okay. The uh, the remnants of. Uh, LA's Do you still have that or? draft up, or did you just look up him? Hey, I'm nah, curious. just him. I'm curious to see who's there of Elway's last draft uh, still. Well, can we get that, Connor? Oh yeah, sure. Um, I got it for you. So we'll be what? So 2020, 2021. So we're into year three. So these uh-huh. are the guys that aren't making it to year three yeah, so of their we, contract. Well, so, so here Hopefully, we go. Most of them are still here. There. We go. So this is the 2020 Broncos draft. I, I like it. There you go. You like that? Drums, <laughs> baby. All right, we got Jerry Judy. It's the Jerry Judy draft. So you got Jerry yeah. Judy. The, the verdicts out. Yeah. Uh, okay. KJ Hamler verdict is definitely out. Still out. Yep. Michael. In fact, in fact I'm going to go so far as to say. You can confirm K.J. Hamler as a reach. This is a guy that has basically not stepped foot on the field. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, years. but we're going to see that. As yeah, a, a second-round draft pick, an early-to-mid-second-round draft pick, Who's done that's that. a reach. Uh, at that's this a reach. point, yes. At okay. this point. At this point, you can't even argue that. At this point, right, it has right, been right. a reach. But it could change, right? Hey. Uh, let's hope so. <clears throat> then we got Michael Ojemudieh. Who, saying that name. Verdict definitely <laughs> Which uh, he's... Uh, you know, come, well, he showed oh, some flashes. He's yeah. been good. He's been up and down. He's been injured. Still their fourth quarter, though. Still, yeah, but it's not the worst pick. No. You can't third rounder, pick. Third rounder. He's a contributor. I'll give you that. Uh, then another... The, so this year, they had three third rounders, and it was Michael Ojemudie, Lloyd Cushenberry, the third starter. He's been... Okay. Uh, yeah, not quite lived up to it, but he's hey, also he's been a stellar starter. starter. He'll be a three-year starter. The right? cushion berries uh, taste like cushion berries. And then, and then, you, and then, with their other third-round pick, you got McTelvin Aguim. Okay, okay. and All he's right. gone. Third rounder. Yeah, yeah that's so, not good. Uh, no, and then you got. That's uh, looking like one of your drafts in Madden now, huh, Jared? Yeah. It then does. you got. You then maximize you got, uh, the number of picks, bro. <laughs> that's how you do it. All right now, then, then you get a. Anyone know where he went? By the way, McTelvin. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's there in the South, Atlanta temple. No, that's not in the South. Arkansas. Arkansas. It was a red (laughs) team. Well, there you go. So, uh, yeah, for some reason I was thinking Texas tech, but that's just, I I think I was just thinking red, you know? Uh, anyways, so then you got Albert Okwabanom, uh, in the fourth round, Justin Sternad in the fifth round. Which, what's his status? Is he contributing in any Yeah, no, yeah. I think, I, I think that's a, actually, for a uh, fifth for, round yeah, fifth draft round pick. No, that's been okay. That's been solid. If a guy um, makes it to this point as a fifth round pick, you're pretty happy, right? Yeah. And then, and then the last three, sixth round pick, you got Natani Moody, who just got just cut. Got cut. So there's another one. Uh, then you got Tyree Cleveland, who's had some on potential up and down, is on the roster still. And then uh, someone I don't even know who this is, to be honest, Derek Tuska. Tuska. Linebacker. Nope. Mm. I don't know if you made it first. But all things considered, okay, all things considered... It could potentially I was be not. Let's revisit, revisit this of after, after yeah, four years. Yeah, we're gonna have to see in a couple of years. But uh, contract, that could end. But up all being, things considered, this might end up being not actually that bad of a draft. Okay, as much as we knocked his drafts, right. You know, there we go. All right, all right, okay. Uh, do you want or hope or expect the Broncos to make any moves now that everyone's been cut, aside from just you know small roster fills, you know, back end of things? Do you see any flashy moves for the Broncos at this point in time? Flashy, huh? I mean, no. they just cleared up some space on a few different moves that would. Make maybe lead you to believe that they're trying to free up some space for somebody? Is there any positions? Anybody you see? I don't see, know. No. I, I mean, like, gonna, in, like
1: in, 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 they would trade for someone you're saying? Whether trade for
0: someone or if I mean, there's a surprise like cut that's out there. Teams you are generally
1: more hesitant to trade before the season starts sure. and they know or they think they're going to be bad. I mean, I think everything's yeah. pretty much locked up right now.
0: Well, I think so. But uh, obviously, as, as I mentioned earlier, it seems like Mike Purcell is being looked to get brought back. They're just kind of it's like a procedural move. We saw this a couple years ago. I can't remember who it was with. With, is that maybe to do with the, the new IR rules with the short-term IR Yeah, it does. Exactly. It does, yes. So. And, and so they're going to place uh, Ojemudie on the short-term IL, which clears up a spot. They're going to bring Mike Purcell back. Uh, they're also apparently looking to bring back Eric Tomlinson, tight end, who they cut. So when you're asking for moves, I mean, uh, the, the word on the street, if you will, according to, what is this, predominantly orange? Nope. SB Na- Sports Nation. SB Nation. There you go. Uh, yeah, so it looks like they might be trying to bring back Mike Purcell and Tomlinson, tight end. So, uh, but no, no, to your greater question, I don't anticipate anything crazy. Uh, sorry for everyone out there that wants the uh, Roquan Smith uh, trade. I don't think that's happening. I do not They're see it happening they up enough at money all. for it. They just um, don't have the Just
1: wait till the Bears are 1-4 and... Four and It'll happen. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, we'll see. We'll see.
0: Well, yeah, it doesn't sound like that Roquan Smith's going to be showing up to play there. So he's ready for week one, baby. I know. And I I, know. I I was talking with Tyler Walgie earlier today. He and I do a, another show, uh, a CU Buffs Podcast, a Buffs part of the Nation. Woo's Media Podcast Network. If you're into college football, we don't talk much of it on the show, although we may dabble in a little today if we have time. But there are great college football shows on the Woos Media Podcast Network Network. Check them out. You can just search in whatever player you're on woos media w-o-o-z-e all their shows will pop up there's and, some good ones and that there. is a good pod i've listened to your guys podcast you, you guys do a great job if you love cu football out there it's a great podcast to listen to uh, but it's got to just be like at this point like just like, let's commiserate together and just, like, break our hearts, like, So, last year, Tyler's a pretty general Do you guys optimist. have some hope? Do you have some, like, optimism for it? I know we're going to talk always, college at the end of this, but I, have,
1: I usually right. am fairly right. optimistic. Let's save it. Let's save okay. it. That's another okay. teaser. We'll we're, we're going but, college But anyways, the end, where right. I was going
0: with that is Tyler and I recorded our, our first, you know, week one Buffs Nation podcast today, I mean, uh, you know, our first regular season one. And so, the energy, the juices were flowing for that. And then it kind of hit me after. I was like, wait we don't have NFL this Sunday. I like <laughs> it, You used to go straight from preseason uh, yeah. right in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now you have that week off in between. And that hadn't resonated in my mind. I mean, I know I have all my fantasy football drafts this weekend and in the next week, so I should have registered that. But <laughs> in my head, I was thinking we were coming up on NFL football this weekend. So yeah, a little disappointed. Got to wait a little, little dis- a little longer. But probably good. Everyone out there, anyone who has to – Maintain a yard, has a honey-do list that you haven't knocked out. You got one more Sunday. Take care of everything this Sunday mm-hmm. so that the following weekend, you're fully ready. College football Saturday, NFL Yeah, Unless you live in the real world, go? and then you'll have another honey-do list. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't world. know. Yeah. <laughs> Join you us here get. in reality, Jared. I can buy like I a good honey-do. month. <laughs> I can buy a good month at the beginning of the season mm. where I don't get knacked. She gets it football's on. I'm excited. I got all the screens One month and that's all you get. After that, mm -hmm. the nagging is insane. And then you get playoffs again. You know, you get get the playoffs again. So from like October through December, I got to get back on. I got to get back. All right. All right. Jared lives in the real world, just like most of us. So there we go. (laughs) So that's what's going on in the field for the Broncos. Nothing yet. We got one more week. We're waiting. But off the field, they made a very big move as well, naming a new Team president of whatever his title is. I don't know exactly. Probably should have looked at up. Say football operations? No, I don't think he is because he's oh, like yeah, he the on football. I think football football he's just the president, operations. bro. Yeah. So just president. Just yeah. He's just El Jefe. <laughs> he's the president. <laughs> and his name is but- Demani Leach. Coming out over from the NFL front office, actually, where he spent quite a bit of time. Uh, first thoughts, guys, on Damani Leach.
1: Uh, I was a, I was a fan of the press conference. I didn't know much about him before. I like what he had to say. We actually have a couple sound clips that we'll play back here in a little bit. But uh, in general, you know, you want a president of, of the team to not get too involved And it sounds like that's what his plan is. He's going to let George Payton and those who know football run this team not get too. You know, you don't want to muddy things up. Like the Broncos are a good organization. They have a down year once in a while, but generally, this is a team that (laughs) players want to come play for. So I think that what? I laugh because once in a while means like the last six years if or whatever. If you compare so. the Broncos <laughs> to the average NFL team, yeah, Broncos true. fans are so spoiled. That's true. Yeah, So no doubt. It's, it's all about your expectation. I think your reaction there just proves yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So, so it's based on expectation, right? Yeah, but I guarantee I'm not the only listener out there with that reaction. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's a
1: good thing. Broncos have high expectations, but my point is, I mean, Broncos fans in general should be happy with the overall product they've seen in the last 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Like like that's that should be the general reaction in my opinion. But... As the president, I think he's going to do a great job, and I'm excited about the connections he has with the NFL. I think that was a big selling point for him to the Broncos uh, higher ups right now. Is he knows exactly what the what the NFL looks for from all 32 teams. Now he can put the Broncos in the best position for everything, whether it's optics or whether it's you know getting a good spot for. Uh, uh, TV games on football. I mean, whatever's decided by the league office. Now, I think the Broncos sort of may have a league up. So it seems like a leg up. It
0: seems like uh, a whole league. They have the whole league 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 up. up. (laughs) Holy, it seems like uh, that damani Leach is going to be more of like, what expanding the brand and kind of keeping an eye of like from an organizational standpoint, right?
1: So, so yeah. Did did you guys mention that he was part of the uh, international? Uh, Team with the NFL?
0: Did not, no. And that was obviously a big part of his role then is growing the game. So he was the last three seasons spent working with NFL International, dealing Mm. with a lot of things outside of the U.S. and growing the game around the world.
1: Right, so global branding. Yeah, I mean, but, but that's his specialty. You have he to think there's uh, a few,
0: uh, few uh, conversations over cocktails with some of those people in the league office that oh, he yeah. can now lean on, maybe a couple of favors he can call in there. But honestly, guys, this to me is a slam dunk hire, and it makes me feel really good about what we can expect from this new ownership group. This is an ownership group that has been very outwardly spoken about not – meddling with things that they don't understand. They aren't football people. They're going to let... George Payton run football. Except for Condoleezza Rice, who uh, grew up as a... Their dad was a coach, so she's a football player. Sure. Person. According okay, to her. We'll take Condoleezza's Con- opinion on it. So you wanted but to be a scout? But now, this is them <laughs> telling us in this hire that, you know what? We don't really understand how these deals and things work within right, 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 right. this type of business. They know how to run businesses, obviously, but they understand putting the right people in place that can give them the right connections and have the right drive that they're looking for. And this tells me that they're not going to be. We, we don't have a Jerry Jones situation on our hands. And I think that is such good news for the Broncos. I know there's a lot of people that were concerned of what the new ownership group would be like after having the best owner you could ever ask for, no and Pat Bolin. You, you always were concerned about that. And this makes me feel good about it, that they're putting good, smart, intelligent people in place that are going to be very successful. That's so I, like I feel it. really good about this hire. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, did you see uh, to your to kind of roll piggybacking off what you just said there? Uh, I think it was Mike Cliss. I could be wrong. I don't quote me on that, but somebody asked, <laughs> uh, Walton uh, during his press conference. And I thought it was such the, the cojones of this question. They, they literally ask him. I'm paraphrasing. Well, if you remember, uh, uh, what your, What is your role going to be with the team? Well, As you recall, Pat Bolin, yeah. after a couple years, he basically quit all of his other committees and all of his other things, his businesses, and you uh, are a part of the Walmart committee and you have to go X amount of times. So what do you think <laughs> about that? Like The guy's basically asking him, like... Pat Boland quit everything to do football. Are you gonna do that too? And and <laughs> Walton's answer was just like, uh, no. But <laughs> but all of these people, well, but do he was that. so tr- he, he he gave such a good response. He he gave a response like instead of saying no, he was like you know, I uh, I want to make sure I give the time that I need to be successful at this job and I will give the time I need to be successful. So he didn't say no. I'm not, Like, of course, he's not going to quit the board of Walmart that's, right now. Uh, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Like, so come stupid. on. We were... But ask, I thought the cojones of that question, like, are you going to quit Walmart some like Pat Bolin would have done? Honestly, <laughs> some of these questions that you get from reporters and, and I get it. It's not easy and you, you have to... You can't ask just a real generic question, but some of these questions just blow me away. These They're people hilarious ask. like, you know, that's like me buying a a NASCAR team like, you know what? Nope. I'm going to be the crew chief here because I own this team. Like I have any idea what NASCAR is about just
1: because you're a fan.
0: You wanted to do it and you're a multi-billionaire doesn't
1: mean that you're going be to be so a, frustrating to be right. the, the a fan of the Cowboys. You got oh to, Jerry gosh. Jones oh just... Gosh. Just lingering. Well, Tyler mentioned we have a few clips here
0: from the, the interview. It was both Demani Leach as well as uh, Greg, and I'm just slipping on his name right now, the president of football operations. It's Greg. Uh, slipping, slipping, uh, slipping. It doesn't really matter. We don't In have any questions to asked future. of him. All the questions we have here are uh, are of Damani Leach. Uh, first Greg one Penner. Here. I, have a, Greg, I haven't seen this yet, by okay, the way. Okay, so, so he's a part of the ownership group there. Greg, Greg, Penner, Penner, Greg is, Penner is the one yes. they had. In, in, uh, and in, he's going to be one well. of the guys that's more hands-on in the building. At so, and, Valley, and, so Yes, and just to kind of clarify that, so uh, Penner is who both – Leach, Damani Leach, and George Payton will report Report to. to. Okay. And um, this first question actually asked that we have here the clip of was kind of along those lines. It it was a question asked of Damani Leach on what his involvement with the football operations would be. I think one of the things, and and you've heard me say it and others say it, that our, our currency around here is winning. We are a football club, we are a football organization, so we're all, all the oars are in the water in that direction of being a successful football club on the field. Now my responsibility is to work with George, and I'll do that. We have a great relationship already um, to support football and business. These two things can't be successful without each other. Um, so we'll have great communication, great candid open communication, but my focus is outside the lines. I like what he says there. My focus is outside the lines, where he understands everything he does is about making this football team better, but it's all in ways that have nothing to do with this football team specifically. Right, yeah, And I think it's get. a key distinction between the two that I, a lot of fans out there when they hear president they don't really know joe ellis kind of was in sort of different roles within this organization uh john elway obviously as well so i think to understand that that clarity of it george payton is running football and damani leach is running this is george payton's show
1: exactly what you want yeah
0: and after years of of working in the ncaa and NFL offices, which we, we talked about the working in the NFL league office, but he also spent well over a decade working in the NCAA league office as well. So spent a mm. lot of time with the leagues and not with a specific organization. And then jump ship right before the NCAA dies <laughs> a bloody death. Honestly? Exactly. Sorry. Let's be honest. <laughs> <Sorry>. That's <laughs> probably been factoring into yeah. his decision there. But now he spent <laughs> a majority of the last decade with the NFL. He's been away from the NCAA for a, a bit of time right, now, right, but still. Right has been a sinking ship for a while there, so I think can, that, <laughs> oh, that, that yeah. statement could be thrown out any time from like 1980 uh, on. I'm sorry, it's too, I, just too jumped <laughs> I had to jump in and interrupt <laughs> you. So right. after spending all that time working in the league office, he was asked about what appealed to him most about this Broncos position. Winning. Winning. Uh, when you're at a league office, you don't often win um, and you don't often lose. And and to be a part of an organization that's committed to winning on and off the field was was incredibly attractive. But then also having an emotional investment in that success and the outcomes was really attractive. He's a competitive guy. And I think that's important, even though he's not going to be making personnel decisions, you know who's, who's going to be on the roster, anything to do with the X's and O's. You want a guy that's competitive. I just love that answer. Winning. That's well, what and I love me winning. winning. I do love it. You don't always hear answers like that from somebody on the business side of things. A lot of times they're like, "Hey, you know, I just want to give the tools that they need to be successful," or they'll say things like, uh, "The Rockies GM, when he goes, you know, we're gonna try to be competitive." I definitely bring a business standpoint. Notice how he says "competitive." Right, like not even trying oh to, try to win. We're we not just... even like right, like I I know this is the Rockies compared to the Broncos here, but still, right, like I do love how you got a guy that is totally about the business side, and yet he ties everything in this press conference to winning. It's, I mean, I don't know about I haven't seen this press conference by the way. I need okay. to see it. Yeah. Um. But the the clips you're you're sharing are are great because you want to see that you want to have a competitive guy who cares about winning and also recognizes. That his job has nothing to do with that, but at the same time, it means everything to the people running that position, well, right? And, and just overall, if you listen, it, I, the interview is not terribly long. You can find it on YouTube. It's 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 worth listening to because something that stood out to me time and time again with his answers, he just struck me as a no-nonsense guy. He's just a straight shooter. He's going to tell you this is what how he's feeling. He's, it's not... It's not a you know I say coach speak cuz that's kind of what you always get from head coaches where they don't really they say a lot without saying a lot you didn't get that from him he was very direct answered the questions very directly Hmm, and you appreciate that out of a guy I think this is going to be a great great marriage for the Broncos having George Payton running football operations having Damani Leach off the field and I actually think this is a weird thing to say because most people could probably not tell you what the president of a football team does and what their impact is to the team I actually think we're going to see a noticeable impact from Damani Leach there like we talked about some of his connect to the NFL, to, a, to the international aspect of the NFL. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing for the Broncos to be tied to some of the international growth of the the game. Uh, let's just point it this way. He's probably the guy you can point the finger at. If you hate the 7 a.m. London, London game, I'm going to have to say Damani Leach was probably involved with it. So you may see the Broncos playing in some of these international games. I know they're going to Germany coming up here oh, soon. Oh, Germany. They played games in Mexico, other things like that. Don't be surprised if you see the Broncos' name coming up more and more in that. I think they probably get a bunch of money. To yeah. Make. To, I have to think that the organization producer
1: here. Soaps just texted us. He just landed in San Diego. Uh-oh. What do we got from? Yeah, he, he's there. Should we? Should he's we like there. hook up a <laughs> no, mic to no, the phone no. and we can just bring no, Soaps on? We don't on. need to because we already have <laughs> yes and maybe. So here is if we need to ask him a question. I have this on the soundboard back here. Soaps, what do you think of? Uh, no, it has the, to be a yes or the no, new I, hire.
0: Do you like Damani Leach? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you concerned about them taking more games overseas with the Broncos?
1: Maybe. See? It's like he's here. It's like he never left. It's about all we get out of him every week anyways. (laughs) I have another one, but I don't know what it says. I don't think it's appropriate. Maybe we can bleep it out if it's bad. Yeah, let's see what we I don't know what this is going to be. I mean,
0: I know that's probably not a popular opinion.
1: Oh, that's oh, it. That's a wow. good one. Yeah. Did, we, did we?
0: This is actually important behind-the-scenes things that we're going to talk about on air. Did we get the clip last week saved?
1: Yes, we did. Oh, yes, it's did. a good one. Oh, okay, wow. we'll yeah.
0: still have to, we'll have to get some production value into that, yeah. but uh, had a couple of uh, mistakes along the way that we had to clean up last week and had a pretty good clip of, of Mr. Yeah. Nick Sopris.
1: Right. <laughs> hey, before uh, we move off Broncos, yep. uh, I did hear there could be some slight jersey changes coming up. Ah, this is true. This now, this was, is just rumored, just in the rumor mill, not that jersey it's Jersey changes, yet. Not
0: like an additional jersey, but changes
1: to the main jersey. Well, what, what they said, and we didn't get the clip of this, but he said, uh, the, the question actually in the press conference was by uh, dmac of uh, 104.3. and oh, uh, there you go. And he asked a, a, a bunch of questions, but in there he said, you know, I, I always get asked about jerseys. We'd be changing the jerseys. And... The answer was we definitely we want to engage new exciting things with the fans, and jerseys are certainly, are certainly part of that. But we also understand the Broncos have won three Super Bowls in this jersey combination, and history means a lot with the Broncos. So they were careful to say we're not just going to change it up a lot, but we know that exciting and changing things, that's what the, the fan base wants and the younger people want. And so jerseys are part of that. So he did say that. Maybe some alternates no, or something. Maybe some. some t- I mean, there's
0: always. So there's here's the jersey. here's the thing I, though. I, I what, want radical what
1: fans. Want is to go back to the blue. Yeah, that's exactly okay. what I want. I want to go back to. I those like the blue.
0: D- no, blue. I blue. The oh, blue is a better on. uniform. Blue oh, yeah. to the blue. <laughs> here's the problem. The orange shows. And when teams show out to the stadium, whether you're talking yeah. in at Mile High, orange, where it's all the fans orange, can, the fans but when you're on orange. the road. It's all about the orange, won't, baby. They won't, This though. is Broncos if country. Every, if the Broncos what are you team is blue, they're going to wear blue. What it's, are you talking about? This is Broncos country. It's orange. I will say, though, that, being said, that being said, these jerseys were introduced That's in 1997, 98, something like that. I think it might be time. I would guys. like a tweak. I, think, I, would, I would like, like an no. a tweak. Something update. No. Orange. <laughs> more orange. So I Yes, went to tweak Monte it Leach. to more orange. Give me all orange. <laughs> yeah. Just like straight orange. Okay. I, I just... Okay. Give, me a, give me... Even go retro with it. Go old school with the, the logo on the helmet. Just don't go, go, go to the black and yellow bumblebee stripes. Bumblebee. Dude, Let's, go oh bumblebee. Like Bumble Let's go bumblebee. I like the bumblebee stripes. Let's go bumblebee. Give me yeah. orange. All right. All right. All right. Each and every time we bring Tyler on here, you know, he he always has so much content he wants to bring with him. So I allow him one segment of show when he's on here that I will turn over to him. Got the games. Allow him to put the hosting hat on
1: and take the reins. Got the games. Okay. This one, uh, we are going to see how close. We've been talking NFL. It's exciting. Week one coming up next week. Now, you guys are going to preview in depth the Seahawks-Broncos next week, right? And just yeah, get everyone yeah, ready yeah. for that. Uh, but I'm assuming neither of you have looked too much at the point spreads? No. No, okay. we,
0: uh, we don't have quite the, uh, the focus on the line <laughs> movement as, as one Tyler Walge may have. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: so what, what this game is, it's called Be the Bookie, and you guys have to guess the point spread of these games. Whoever's closest wins. Easy Ooh, enough, right? Very nice. All right, Saints at the Falcons. What's the point spread? Saints at Falcons. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to say, boy, this is a tough one because my instinct immediately goes to Saints being the favorite, but we're at Atlanta. So you're automatically moving at about three points there. I still think. That the Saints are a minus
1: one. Okay, Connor? I say the Saints minus two and a half. Uh, We're going to go closest to the hole. Connor gets it. It is five and a half. Saints are currently minus five and a half. Who's the quarterback of the Saints right now? Jameis, baby. Jameis, bro. bro. Jameis. 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 Uh, Patriots at Dolphins. Patriots at Dolphins? Yes, Patriots at Dolphins. Okay. Connor, you're up first this time. Okay.
0: I'm going to go Patriots at Dolphins. Let's go with a uh, Patriots minus five. Okay. Oh, see, I'm going to go less than that again. We're, we're at Dolphins. They're an improved team. I think we're going to go minus three and a half
1: for uh, New England. Dolphins minus three. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yes, that's why you play the game. That's, so, that's interesting. I love playing this. Okay, this is fun. Okay, uh, so we're one to one currently. One one. Mm. Let's see. Moving on. Uh, 49ers at Bears. Okay, 49ers are going to be a big favorite in this one. I don't care that they're on the road most of the way
0: across the country. In Chicago, that certainly factors in, but I'm going to say... Minus
1: four
0: and a half for minus San Francisco. Five.
1: San Francisco. Uh, 49ers, minus minus seven. Oh, and now he's just playing the strategy. I did. Yeah. I just played. Man. I just went. I went one lower than him. Minus Hot. seven, <laughs>
0: even with Trey Lance yeah. as a starter. Minus seven Ooh. for the Niners. Now, right, Tyler, so, I don't know how closely you are paying attention to this. Did that line move at all after Jimmy G was resigned yesterday? Uh,
1: didn't move yesterday, but opened up six and a half. Slightly moved to seven. Okay. okay. I do have opening lines if you guys are interested in all these. So, uh, by the way, the Saints opened minus three and a half currently. Five and a half. Wow. All right, let's uh, do the. How about uh, Chiefs at Cardinals?
0: Okay, Connor, you're up first. Okay, Chiefs at Cardinals. Uh, I will go with a. Ooh, wow. Uh, I'm going to guess that this is Cardinals minus one and a half. Okay. So just because I don't think the Cardinals are more than minus one and a half, I'll just go minus one Cardinals.
1: But I actually think it is a Chiefs favorite. Uh, Chiefs minus three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So yeah. i will just playing some strategies there. All right. Two two then. Two two. Uh, Raiders at Chargers. Good old AFC West here. Oh,
0: that's that's tough. So I, I have to the think. I, I have to think that the, that Vegas has Chargers as the better team to begin with. Plus at home, I'm going to take a minus four and a half.
1: Okay. All right. I'm going to play the game and say minus four. Uh Chargers minus three. Ooh, okay. currently okay. minus three. Connors up three two. Let's do a couple more here. Packers at Vikings.
0: Packers at Vikings. So Packers are to me probably a neutral field, probably a six point favor. So I'm gonna take oh wait, you get to go first. Okay, this time. so so Patrick's uh I'm sorry, Patrick's Packers at Vikings. The Patrick's uh Packers at Vikings. But I, didn't you hear that that Aaron Rodgers is way better than Patrick Mahomes? did you guys hear that? Yeah, yeah oh, I've, okay. I've heard. So, uh, Packers at Vikings. I've heard. Um, yeah, I think that they're. I think that the Packers are probably. Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Vikings minus one. Really, huh? really. I'm a, okay. I'll take it even because I think the Packers are definitely. I think the Packers are like three and a
1: half. Packers yeah, minus one. Okay. Mm, okay. Packers minus one. I'll three see. three. Let's do this for the uh, the title, the championship. Let's go. Um, let's go Sunday Night Football, Buccaneers at Cowboys. Buccaneers at Cowboys. This is a tough one.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to say we're looking at – And you know what? Since this is the last one and you've gone first, and so I, I'm going to actually play this one straight instead of okay. the advantage game. Okay. okay. Okay? Just to be fair. I, I am going to take so – this is Tampa at Dallas. I'm going to take Dallas minus one and a half. Okay. I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus two and a half.
1: Uh Connor wins. It is Buccaneers minus one. Mm. And so Connor was a point point. Wow. a, half and a half. Yeah. Boom. That was close though. That yeah, was very close, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right yeah. down the middle. Yeah. yeah. It was but, that
0: it was that half point kicker, man. Was, the half point <laughs> it kicker.
1: <laughs> Bucks open minus two, crown minus one. So good job. That is uh be the bookie. All right. Connor wins. Connor could be one of those slimy, disgusting bookies. Huh? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: if you're looking for a bookie that's not slimy and disgusting, <laughs> look no further than Thrive Fantasy. Oh, they're they're good. Whether you're a professional better like Tyler Walgie or a pizza money better like myself, Thrive Fantasy is perfect. It offers a unique experience for daily fantasy sports betting. You get a bet on player props. I know a lot of you guys are really into fantasy football. And this to me kind of plays in line with that because you're betting over unders on yards, touchdowns, catches, you know, whatever that might be for guys. You can build a roster uh, of 10 guys just like you would on a, a DraftKings or a FanDuel. You can also do parlays with these player props. It's a great way to kind of approach sports betting differently, something you don't see offered on a lot of sites, especially a lot of the big well-known sites, the new apps that are coming out everywhere. Thrive Fantasy is one of the best. They have great payouts for the parlays. It's easy to get your money in, easy to get your money out. All you have to do when you sign up to get a free $100 deposit match is use our promo code RED. That's R-E-D. You put in $100, they match you. $100, No no strings attached. All you got to do is use our promo code RED. That's R-E-D when you sign up.
1: It's so much fun to play on there. And uh, like you said, the parlay payouts are the best in the industry. So take advantage of that. You know what I like about it a lot? What's that? You're not
0: having – so when you're doing daily fantasy like FanDuel or DraftKings, You're really having to search through like needles in the haystack to like find that one guy who like not very many people know about. You're like reading these names that like let's be real, even if you're a big football fan, you don't know all about all the every single guy in the NFL. This is like it focuses on the stars, like the players you know. So you're not betting overs and unders for like the backup running back that's getting a random chance in this game necessarily. You know what I mean? It's much more focused around like the household name players you know over unders it's kind of fun that no, way it's, it's a little fun, fun that way right
1: and, and take advantage of the promo code you know put in promo code red you know throw in however much double it up and then just uh, have some fun with that but I promise you're gonna love betting these player props so thrive fantasy promo code red all right Connor before we get out of here
0: I promised I would give you a short window to talk Colorado Rockies we've, <laughs> we've blown it off a few weeks in a row it's been on the agenda. And we Stop haven't days. gotten to it, so uh, this is great. Now, are we going to go college after this? A little bit. Yeah, I think we got a brief time, couple minutes. All I think right. we got time. We can we're can under do. an we hour a still, so mm-hmm. I think uh, it's good. We're to... rocking here. Okay, Let's here's go. the thing: but I we're rockies. Rockies. as long as we limit you on your rocky okay. segment, All right. yeah. then we can have time here.
1: All right, start of the week. Start of the week. Start of
0: Oh, we're going right into it, huh? All right, little premature pop there. It's okay. I think we can lead into it. No lead, no whatever. All right, hey, I do got a out of the week for you with okay. the Rockies here, okay. all right? It has been a largely forgettable season for the Colorado Rockies once again, no doubt. But one bright spot, Brendan Rodgers. After a abysmal start to the season, for the first month, he hit, I think he had an 0.78 average, right? I mean, we're, we're talking just disgusting. Like, belch all over the table. Disgusting. Uh, so since nice. May 1st, Brendan Rodgers has hit 313 with a 359 on base percentage and 477 slugging percentage with 26 doubles 11 home runs 57 rbis it all culminates to a wrc plus for those out there not familiar with that it's the best stat you can go off of for a hitter's value it adjusts for it's basically how much runs you create adjusted for park adjusted for pitchers adjusted for the era you play in all this stuff right where uh, did they come up with this, though? Yeah, WRC? Yeah. What does it even stand for? <laughs> so so his WRC+, which is arguably the best uh, stat to go off of for hitting. Wins, Indeed. runs,
1: created, plus.
0: Yep, there you go. So it's basically a runs created uh, with a war. I- anyway. Waited it's, runs, it's, created, plus. We're not getting into that, all right? Yeah. But, uh, but he, his is 129 in 96 games since May 1st. That is good for first place in the National League of all second basemen during that time frame okay Uh, additionally defensively he's been one of the best players in baseball this season he has 15 defensive runs saved overall on the season the only it's the second highest in the sport at any position the only people in the game of baseball who have more defensive runs saved former Rocky Nolan Arenado Pirates third baseman Key Brian Hayes and the Guardians outfield Stephen Kwan have 16 defensive runs saved so Doing some good things, uh, arguably deserving of a gold glove at this point. It's going to be tough because he plays on the Rockies, who just suck this year. Uh, But you know what? He's turned it around, and he has really lived up to some of that promise as a top Rockies prospect, and one of the top prospects in baseball in 2020. Um, it's his first season. He's actually gone. It, it, like, I, I'm going to jinx him. Watch, but if he could make it through the end of the season, it'll be his first full season without hitting the I.L. Oh, he um, just did it. It's done. So, <laughs> it's I don't know. Hey, done. it's the one bright I think spot. That, that's what I got IL for now. for Saturday of the week, okay. all right? he's well, He go. is the one bright so, spot in this Connor, season. what I'm hearing one is, of the is spots. we can bank on whenever his contract's up a couple years from now, the Rockies doing absolutely nothing to try to keep him. In fact, probably oh, pissing is, him off along the way and kicking him n- to that, the curb That is I correct. However, he might actually be one of those guys that the Rockies uh, uh, blueprint, if you will, actually tries to lock up. Yeah, right. The, the Rockies, Rockies are completely the system for the rest him. of the MLB. They are, but here's the thing. Brandon Rogers' home and road splits are astronomical. Ah. They're nuts. So his uh, average at home is like 321, I believe. It's 321 at home this year. That falls to, like, 217 on the road. So so you're not even, like, even by Coors Field standards, this is a guy that, like, has huge splits. He does nothing. He has one home run on the road compared to 11 at home this year. Damn. So you guys are both big-time analytical sports fans. You guys really dive into a lot of these, you know, WACP, whatever you want (laughs) to call these stats, okay? Uh, I just had a realization though of why baseball is failing so much because your two extremes are digging their heels in so hard every it seems like every six months or every season there's some new baseball stat that's the best baseball stat to track everything and it's got some other crazy acronym that nobody can figure out unless you're an analytical person watching these games so then you get your old school baseball fans that you know you don't change the rules and you got to have an umpire behind the plate and you know you call them as you see them. why does your old person have an accent I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he just I mean, does. I mean, right. okay. okay. But Fair enough. that's the problem is both sides are just digging their heels and they're getting further and further apart in how they watch the game. There, There is no getting back on the same page. Well, to there's, there's some you of it. Have I to, mean, there's compromises that have to be made. Like getting rid of the shift. Getting rid of the shift. For instance, right? That was one concession that the analytics people had to be like, "Hey, this is not good for the game," and you know. So there's a little middle ground. I get what you're saying, though, Jared. All right. The shift is shifty. Um, one thing, last thing on the Rockies, I want to bring up. Just last thing is, we've been tracking all year the over/under bet for the wins. That at the beginning of the season, I was very high on the over. I thought it was a little bit low. We are getting down to it, boys. <laughs> it that was a uh, sixty-eight. Over-under is what I got it 68 wins. Okay. Uh, the Rockies currently have 55 wins. They're... Uh... uh I don't know. I did the math before the show, but I don't know. It's 55 and like 77, I want to say. Um, they have 55 wins, though. Let's take a quick look. I'm so not getting letting you off the hook this that easily. That's so fine. They have 55 wins. The Rockies, 55 and 74. 74 this is okay. They are currently losing to the Braves, but we're not going to include uh, that they, game. They've been one of the worst since they all so, break in so, the league. So, so we're going to do some quick math here, 55 and 74. Well, no, so I did so the math. 129 I did games. I did the math so already. You don't have to do the math. I was just letting everyone know. All right, it's fair. <laughs> uh, so the Rockies have to go 13 and 20 in order to reach that 68 game mark So 13 and 20 and they are at a pace that is not going to hit that. Right. So we will see man and and on I think they end. Uh, they, uh, don't quote me, but they, they do end the season. It's a really weird thing. They end the season with like seven games in a row in Los Angeles. Like, it is ridiculous uh, how the season Here, ends. I have this weird device in my hands that'll tell us exactly what <laughs> <scheduled> <laughs> so, to end so, the schedule is. So you know, considering they have to end with like a double series right. in in LA, it is not looking. So good. the Rockies play five games in October. And all five games are against the Dodgers. Let's look back Jeez. to September, the last games before that and yeah, one more before that. So you have six there. Six, okay. And then the three before that is against the Giants. So Well, they've been all right against the Giants this year. But either way, thirteen and twenty. It is coming down to it. It's possible they might do it, but uh yeah, I'm I'm biting my nails here. And and really, that is all I have to look at this year, because huh? it is a lost season. We got Brendan Rodgers and hopefully the overbet. That's it. That's all I all got right. for you. All right. I think we cut him off in enough time. I yeah. think I don't think we have to end the show on that note. Uh, let's be honest, though. We can end so on a no, worse note. The are going to end on? <laughs> ah, I don't know if it's that much better. <laughs> uh, uh, CU Buffs, the CSU Rams, Air Force Falcons... And who am I missing? UNC I C- U N C Bears. Bears. Oh, yeah. The Bears. I'm talking to two alma- Coach McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, you yeah. guys, are alma maters, can, right? Can't forget exactly. the alma mater, baby. Yeah. 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 Do you guys support your U N C Bears? Oh well, as much as emotionally I, as, much as I can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if they do <laughs> good financially, things, I like not it. so much. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. They email me okay. all the time for money. Okay. Somebody give <laughs> me a breakdown of your U N C Bears team, and then I will believe that uh, you have been following them at all.
1: Uh, Ed McCaffrey is the head coach. For those who don't know, and there's at least one Two McCaffrey's playing there now, right? Uh, at least one, a quarterback. But yeah. they got a young roster. Half the roster is freshman and transfer, so don't expect a lot from them this year, but uh, that's my UNC and, right? And there. are
0: they still the division, the FCS <laughs> division? <laughs> yeah, or division have two. they moved up? Okay. Even though
1: we're only a couple of years away from a whole shift in the sports. So who knows sure, what it's going to look sure, like soon. Sure, sure. Yeah, right
0: and uh, speaking of uh, a shift in the sport, are we in a shift away from, from CU, CSU being the dominant forces within college sports in Colorado? Air Force seems like the only team that's – I don't know. I, th- I think CSU – is uh you know they have the they have the relatively new stadium they've uh csu has by far and away had the most drafted nfl players mm. i mean oh one. Has, they had one drafted this year That's no i meant i meant the last like few okay. years that like, is far
1: <laughs> and away one is more than no, zero
0: it is it is it's it's uh it's infinitely more actually so if you go uh, back
1: like five six years it's pretty similar
0: you think yeah i know you know what i'm bringing this next show because just to just to show how wrong I am, all right? Yeah, I mean it's probably trending in the wrong direction for CU, but they they definitely had several guys getting drafted few years back. Yeah, in, but I think the the you have to go decade. back like five, six years before it starts getting. I, I think the last like three, four years have been. Much more CSU. So, I know CU plays Air Force Week 2. I'd have to look at the rest okay. of their schedule. Is that a game, Connor? I know you're not a college football guy. Does Do games like that intrigue you? Getting two Colorado teams playing each yeah, other? Yeah, most definitely. Those are ones that you'll yeah, tune yeah, yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. Right I, I'm actually really uh, upset about the Mile High Showdown kind of dwindling so down. And- I actually, heard, for all you CU fans out there, I saw something that I didn't realize that I'm pretty excited about for next season. Not the 2022 year, 2023 season. The Buffs play in back-to-back weeks, CSU and Nebraska. I know there's been a lot of complaining Ooh. about the lack of rivalries going on right now. To what Connor was saying, Rocky Mountain Showdown, the game that I think peaked most of Denver Broncos fans – Guys you know, guys and gals that didn't necessarily play, pay attention to college football would at least tune into that. You missed that without having the local rivalries. Is that one of the driving forces on why you think college football just isn't big in Colorado the way it is in other places? Or is there something else that you think drives that?
1: No, I think if Colorado, if, if they had a good team, it would be huge. I mean, remember when the Buffs were really good and people were driving up to Boulder all the time and going to games, filming stadiums? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's about the, the quality of the team. I think if
0: it is, and uh, CU yeah. doesn't seem like they want to put the resources or effort no. into making a football team no. right now. But I mean, that's just really think, what
1: it seems like. But that's why the future of college football is good because it's moving towards pay to play and professionalism. So what that means is now it's going to be in, in the hands of the boosters and out of the hands of the AD and things like that. So it's mm-hmm. going to be good if boosters step up, and it's going to be more of an idea of who has boosters with money. That's going to be the next era of college football. But I do have this answer for you, and it's Colorado who has more, more draft picks recently. In the last what? Uh, well let's just go so last year uh, CSU had one okay. Trey McBride alright uh, uh, 0 in 2021 0 in 2022 2019 they had one Bissy Johnson uh, 2018 Michael Gallup wait wait,
0: Tw- wait wait. so 2019 Michael Gallup is uh, CU no that's CSU, CSU. CSU. These, these are, are, all, CSU. CSU. These are so, all CSU so those three so in the past three years it's only been CSU
1: no, 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 no. These no, no. are just CSU's
0: oh, players sorry. drafted. Okay, I'm okay. sorry. I, did, I, I wasn't Sorry. Maybe it. I there should have go. set
1: it up a little more clearly, but these are only CSU's players drafted okay. going back year by year. So going back to 2018, three players. They had zero in 2017, two in 2016. So going back to 2016, they've had five. Okay. Uh, CU, no one last year. 2021, they had William Sherman one. 2022, they had three players. LaVisca Chanel, Davion Taylor, Arlington Hamright. 2019, they had one. Juwan Winfrey. 2018, Isaiah Oliver. 2017, they had four. Cheeto, Woozie, Akeel, Witherspoon, Tedrick Thompson, Jordan Cavell, and that, uh, zero in 2016. So it's not even that close. was well, the end I of the was, So I was only right thinking.
0: There. I really was only. Th- that's why I was saying you had to go back like five years because I was thinking it was more like the last three. Okay, so let's years go last three CSU years. CU has
1: four but, in the yeah, last three years. No, no, no. Let's do last okay. three years. Excuse me, CSU or CU? Oh, you darn offended him, calling. Yeah, you did. He's got I a prove Look at this guy. CU has five in the last three years. Okay. CSU has two. Okay. All right. So what do you what do you want to keep going until you no, get something no, else, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like I said... I think if we went back I, to like no, early 1900s, so like we're I seeing said, here, I would bring it to What the next, we're seeing so. here is it's not even close. When CSU has a good team, there's no NFL talent. When Colorado has a good team, there's four, five, six draft picks in any given year. I mean, you go back and look at Colorado's heyday, we're looking at, at that number per year. So, yes, were four, there... Four, five, six. When's the last time they had six? Were there gaps? Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm being a little <laughs> the, the,
0: No, it, No, let's be honest. The last time CU was good before that... Tw- it was like twenty fourteen, fifteen, yeah, sixteen. Yeah, they were solid. That. Yeah, Before that, that it
1: was ten years prior. So, so, know, so, also. yeah. I mean, but there's gaps certainly in here, right? Because you didn't have anyone in 2017. No, no. 2010 to twenty thirteen. There weren't a lot, but it's not even close. When these teams are comparable, Colorado's going to have twice as many NFL players. Fair enough. Fair enough. Much better. Do product. you
0: guys think that anything plays into the fact of the the pe- most of the population of Colorado? lives in the Denver metro area, Uh, about half of the population in all of Colorado, lives in the Denver metro area. Both Fort Collins, Boulder, and frankly, for that matter, Colorado Springs are all on the fringe of that. They're just outside. Maybe they're just inside the metro area. Does that factor in to people not getting into these games? It's not really their hometown team. Do you think if, if... I, I know think if that, they were good, people would show up. But we like,
1: see people get excited with the Buffs. Like w- w- yeah, Denver sure. is Buff-centric when the Buffs are good. And again, there's... Well, Denver's a great sports town. Yeah, when exactly, our teams are good, exactly. they show up. When yeah, the teams so, win the no. games, people are there. So, people yeah. go
0: crazy for them. So, 100%. I
1: think right. it's more about when they're good, they're good. It's not about location. It is. All it right. is. I mean, well, look,
0: look at the Rockies, man. Everyone hates the Rockies. I guarantee you if they went to the playoffs this year and went... It would be a packed house. Everyone oh, would be nuts about But, but
1: Boulder's seen also seen like see you Boulder's like a thirty five minute drive from East Denver. It's or yeah, from it's, West Denver. It's, yeah, it's, game it's like a forty minute ooh. drive from, yeah, from Denver. Not game day. Yeah, but, but <laughs> Fort Collins is hour and a half. So it's twice the length and you're you're watching True. you know, glorified. Well, Folsom Field, football. hey, Folsom Field is great. Like, have yeah. have
0: any of you guys been to the new stadium for CSU? Yet? I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah I I've... covered
1: it when I worked on radio. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, it's not that new. No question. Yeah, they just built one. No question. They? Is there any chance that CU starts moving like down in conference here? I mean, are they getting that to the would point- be the biggest mistake that CU could ever make? CU or CSU? CU. Well, uh, like, well, are they going to ever, like, Mountain it, West, it's it's will they change. ever move to it's, the Mountain West?
1: It, yeah, it, It's going to change. So what's going to happen soon is the Mountain West is not going to exist. Okay. All right. The, they're going to get rid of conferences. What I've heard is they're going to make it more like the NFL, where you've got kind of an NFC, AFC, 30 teams and Based each. off of regions. Based and off stuff. regions, yeah. So 60 and... I don't think Colorado's right now in the top sixty of college football, mm-hmm. so they'd probably be in the next level. But they're they're also going to have an element of like relegation and promotion. So like the top kind of like teams. how soccer but is. Exactly. I disagree England with you because Europe, it goes I mean.
0: beyond just football, and it br- it comes to the money you. No, can bring but that's in. why you can bring in money. It also is a very prestigious. Well, they have a nice school. regional. I mean, there's not that many schools in no, the region that. But
1: but it does become just about football. Football's going to separate, and football's going to become its oh, own entity. Right. See, separated I think from the. That for CU.
0: If they move down to like whatever the second tier is, right? Oh, it could be. Yeah. Because if they can compete no. for an actual like playoff championship type of thing at that level with Connor, an opportunity if you want to move NFL up? talent, you don't want to be in the lesser No, but, so I, know, just but, about Connor's saying, but me as a fan, I I'm know. saying me as a casual fan right. who doesn't like watch CU unless there's something to like I, I do, I catch a few CU games every year, but like that's it. If if CU was competing for a championship, even if it's like the second tier of whatever college football ends up being I'm gonna watch that, right? I think a lot of people
1: like no, me. No, I agree watch with that. that. I, I think that more people would watch, and it is a process, right? That in the next of right. college football would be how you get good, then you get more recruits well, you build up. The way
0: it is right now, CU doesn't really have a chance to like jump up to that upper echelon of like team right now. I mean, like not that's really. such a no. far way no. off. Like, yeah. like it, there's so much that has to happen for f- all these fans, all these people, all these players to want to just come here, right? Mm-hmm. But that could be a first step. So I'm actually not like super against. That type of model, right? Where CU could be really relevant, even if it's not the top end college football. Because let's be honest, they aren't competing with the top end college football right now, and not anytime in the future. So I'm into it. What I are like, you talking I about? Like they're from. about to have a 10 win season this year. over under two and a half. Yeah. Is that what you said? Is it really? Two and yeah. Oh, yeah. that's rough. It's That, it's, that dude, was they according have to such a hard things. schedule. Yeah. That is it's rough.
1: such a tough schedule. They open up on Friday. This Friday. Uh, fourteen point underdogs at home against TCU. Ooh. Yeah, I think they cover that spread though. I actually like the buzzer, yeah. Right? I do Plus like 14. that spread. I, and I do you think that'll move, Tyler? Uh, oh God. I mean, where that's, do you that's like? Where do you to, like
0: the spread? Let me ask you that. Where so, do you think a good spread should be at right now? I
1: mean, uh, it, the dep- it, it, it depends on what we see from the Buffs. I think this has got to be. You have to have some information to bet this game. Uh, they're talking about splitting reps at quarterback, right? If CU splits reps at quarterback. I wouldn't bet see you any. I wouldn't bet a dollar on CU because okay. Brendan Lewis, who should be their backup, is the worst quarterback I've ever seen on you know, when I've been up in, at Folsom Field. JT Shroud, who should be playing, is is really good. I mean, I think it's about a touchdown upgrade, which is saying a ton. So a <laughs> let, let's pretend JT Shroud plays the whole game. I think the spread should probably be TCU plus like nine to plus eleven, right? Like in that window. C
0: U would be plus eleven to, to TCU. or that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah
1: C U yeah. plus nine to plus eleven, TCU, right. you know, minus nine to minus eleven. Okay. So I've certainly like CU in this spot, but what I think it does is so questionable because I didn't think it would go up to this. And what I think a lot of people are doing, like a lot of squares out there, are just parlaying TCU money line, which is gonna drive up other related prices in the market. So I'm hoping to get a fourteen and a half. I'm holding that for a fourteen and a half. And once I do, I think it might get driven down, but uh, man, if I, I'd be happy if I get 14 and a half.
0: Listening to you talk lines is a great thing, dude. Yeah, yeah, so You got to listen. Anyone out there, you're interested in becoming a better sports bettor, you have to listen to Tyler's podcast, uh, Sports Betting Daily. Yes, yeah, Sports rather. Betting Daily. Uh, it, it's great. He he focuses on like teaching you these things. So if if you're kind of like me, and some of what he said right there was a little bit foreign, uh, check it out <laughs> because it will not be foreign anymore. I'm telling you, he, he does a great job. I so. think that's a key for new better people that aren't familiar with sports betting is it seems so daunting and you hear some of these terms and it sounds so confusing, but a little bit of education and a lot of things really make sense. There's a lot of logic in, in what you're doing in sports betting. At least that's what I pull a lot from your shows is, is kind of take a step back and use the logic of scenarios and situations and it can point you in the right direction and making the right decisions.
1: No, it's it's been growing a ton lately. It's, uh, it's doing well and I appreciate it. And yeah, yeah so if if you're interested in that kind of stuff, sports betting daily obviously every single day. We give picks away on the weekends too, kind of quicker shows. So if you're into sports betting, listen and uh, yeah, we have a little something for everyone.
0: All right, that's your forte of sports betting. Connor, I like to think your forte lands in the world of video games. Is that, is that a fair statement?
1: I would I whoop know. Connor and Madden. Are, oh, do so you cool. have man so action bring going up. on? They're I mean, finally now
0: with the new NIL stuff out and, and it's legal to pay players for non-football things, whatever. They're allowing this game to happen again. NCAA football. Did you play it cool. as a kid growing up? um a little bit it's so oh much
1: better God. than Madden so you know the reason
0: better. why it's, well there's a lot of different types of styles and well 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 that is one reason is, is, is the playbook mu- yeah
1: exactly the yes. playbook was so much more open and crazy things depending on what team you did but so. that's not actually why it was a better game i'm talking hmm. more nerd level now i'm going to get on your uh, on speak your language okay this is why it was a better game people dislike Madden these days because Madden is an animation-based game. Like, the outcomes for a pass, right? There's, a, there's like a, it's like a computer, okay? So it opens a folder, and there's, let's say, 25 different outcomes for any given pass. It will randomly select one of the outcomes. So sometimes, and now, it's still based on button timing, right? You can't catch the ball if you don't time the button correctly. So it's based on that. But if both players time the button correctly, it has to choose some outcomes. So sometimes you'll break a tackle, sometimes you won't. Sometimes things will happen, sometimes you won't. And you may argue... Yeah, that's how football is. But the issue is, when it's driven by animations, it's out of your control and it becomes much more randomized. NCAA football used to be a better superior game in my and a lot of other people's opinions because it was physics-based. It was based on movement and you controlled a lot now it wasn't great they still had some flaws and there's reasons why they went to animation based and just to let you know why connor the the over I- i've done some research on this there's <laughs> o- only been 10 years I since know. the game came the, out the overwhelming thing that drove them to go with activision and i forget the exact uh it's called like blizzard technology or, or some some sort of technology they use it's by activision blizzard and it's called like blizzard some sort of uh, the animation uh uh whatever the proprietary exactly. animation physics yeah what, what they use yeah. and it looks so much better outside the game. So the introductions, uh, right, everything right, outside right, the right. game, and it 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 looks pretty real. Uh, there isn't a uh, upgrade with realism on the field as well. But they sacrificed graphics for playability and realistic ability for the players to be able to control what happens. Right. So it's now it's now. And anim- and this is all public. This is not like bullshit. This is not, and I don't even know that much about video games. But I read this, on- and but I granted it, this is comparing YouTube. video games with the technology available what a decade ago. But still, they so. don't have a physics-based approach that makes these games good enough with the with the graphics. Because people have gotten so used to the great graphics, they can't make it look good enough and bring the physics approach with it. So everything. So the issue now is the new NCAA game. The reason why I read this was everyone complaining they're going to use the Madden engine which, which i is, mean let's be honest if
0: you're, you're you're gonna recreate the wheel or you're gonna use the wheel that's there in front of you and tweak now, it a little bit that's right. what now, you're gonna I'll do. say this i'll say this okay so that's all fascinating stuff over there tyler now for for those listeners out there who may not think that deeply into the animation physics you know whatever i, I, uh, I will I just play look- this game because i think it will be a lot of fun right you know how they've, for like the last 10 years or whatever, they've definitely had, they've tried to make a connection between your college game to Madden, like franchise mode I'm talking. Yep. So you have a college team or whatever, and you can like plug that, you know, plug the games together and the draft classes will come yeah. up. Important the classes. But yeah. so they always only do one year uh, because they can't have, obviously, have the names in NCAA, but Madden kind of uploads the names for one draft year, you know what I mean, uh, to, to come up. Uh, and, and then they kind of keep doing it now with updates. So they'll they'll keep coming up. But now you can actually play an entire, like, several years in college and then go on to your Madden game. So I'm looking forward to that. I think that's cool. And that was a thing yeah. at the end of NCAA. You could take your draft. Right, exactly. And, and, and then, and then they cut it off. That. And then they said, I we can't do, I do it. Still, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go home after this, and that's what I'm going to do tonight. To play <laughs> NCAA 2013. Just just started yeah, it. See, I'm, I'm, new, more of a, uh, I'm more of a first-person shooter myself, uh, you know, okay. or like or like Fall Guys. Wow, great game! It's just okay. a lot of fun. So, yeah, but yeah, I'm, so I'm looking forward to it. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure a lot of people out there are too. So. Should be fun, right? There you go. All right, guys, that does it for us today. Football heavy for you. You're going to get quite a bit of that coming up in the next few weeks as the NFL gets ready to kick off. Finally. Looking forward to get Nick Sopers back in here and uh, find finally. out how his uh, lovely <laughs> weekend was, his, his quick getaway. So make sure you find us on Twitter at Red Rock Sports One. For Connor and Tyler, thanks for filling in. Of course. I am Jared. Thanks for tuning in to Red Rock Sports.